1: Welcome to the Starting a Private Practice podcast. We're two therapists here to help you create a practice that you love, that deeply helps people, and that is sustainable. I'm your host, Kelly Higdon and Miranda Palmer. And today we're going to be talking about vision. How do you create something that really works for you and you don't accidentally replicate that agency that drove you nuts? So listen on. Have some fun, take some notes. Yes.
0: And let us know what you think. When you're starting a private practice, what do you do? We're going to break it down into eight steps. And today's episode is focused on step one
1: the vision. And guess what? It is not the vision for what your couch is going to look like, (laughs) the color of your things. All these things are beautiful. There's no judgment there. But y'all start often at the wrong spot. And so we wanna help you really dive into, yes, we can think about what your office is gonna look like or what's gonna be your background on Zoom if you're doing telehealth or whatever that looks like, but we really want you to expand your vision, expand your idea and your clarity of what you not just want your sessions to look like, but your entire life surrounding them.
0: Why is that? Because we believe in building a business that not only serves your community and your clients, but also serves you, that it makes you a better person, brings you joy, brings you space to enjoy your life. So how do we do that? Well, we
1: start with really diving into what would a perfectly imperfect regular old great day look like for you in your particular life. And that is really different for everybody. If you are a single person living in a city um, who has a chronic illness, that's going to look different from someone else who's living in a rural area that's homeschooling three kids at home is going to look different from somebody who is married with seven dogs or whatever your life looks like is going to look different from someone who loves working with conflictual couples is going to look different from someone who says, Hey, I love doing intensive trauma work, or I love being a group therapist or a family therapist. I mean, there's so many different visions we have for our clinical work and our personal lives that we need to really dive into. Because I think if we just replicate what we've been doing in grad school and doing our training and working with agencies and nonprofit for other people, most of you are coming into private practice because you realize it's not sustainable. You don't have the freedom to make a doctor's appointment, you know, much less um, just sort of feel sustained in life.
0: The other thing that we can see come up when people start to imagine, and we'll take you through that process, what that perfectly imperfect day looks like is that they either replicate those systems that are really creating burnout in their lives or creating oppression in their lives, or they look to peers and colleagues to Mm -hmm. replicate what they're doing, not really knowing what their colleague's life looks like, (laughs) you know? So I was, uh, the primary income earner for a lot of yeah. Time and same, same year. <laughs> and what that looks like is very different than a colleague who has another income in their household or, um, doesn't have children on as, as a plant parent or something like that yeah. is different. So if I'm comparing myself to other people and trying to replicate the business that they've created, mm-hmm. not taking into context, um, life's, circumstances. Yeah, that's another driver for burnout. So this perfectly imperfect day is really to you have to take a moment to honor who you are, where you come from, what your needs are, how your brain works, how your body functions in the day to day. Mm -hmm. And so that you can cultivate a day that really works for you. And that means suspending that I should do this. Mm -hmm. I have to for just a moment, you have to play with us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we are acknowledging what we need, there's grief that comes up. We may have a chronic illness that we're, we don't, want in our lives, but it is a fact, or we may be a caregiver,
2: mm-hmm. or we
0: may be going through divorce. There's all sorts of circumstances that we need to lean into and accept as part of our story so that we can create this day. Yeah. So should we dive into it? Yeah, go for little, it. Little little thing. So
1: we know sometimes with podcasts, maybe you need to pause and listen to this later if you're driving down the road, but if you can Kind of play with this a little bit, little visionary. If you're in a safe place to do so, if you want to close your eyes for a moment, taking a nice deep breath.
2: Another. We're going to start with just a normal day, not a vacation day, not a weekend day, just a normal work day for you. And we're gonna start at the very beginning of the day, right as you become lucid from sleep. And so notice, are you hearing the alarm? Are you waking up of your own volition? Do you hear music playing?
1: Are the birds chirping outside? Do you hear a partner softly snoring or um, breathing? Whatever that is, just take a moment just to notice, to really sink into your body and feel your body in your bed.
2: Are you warm or cool? The weight of the blankets, just the temperature in the room. And then allow
1: yourself to start moving through your day at a pace that feels really good to you. And maybe that is you jump right out of bed and you get straight into some stretching or movement. You jump on the Peloton or you you just put on your tennis shoes. You're already dressed in workout clothes and you go to the gym. Or maybe it's you brush your teeth, you wash your face, you stumble down and get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and you just sit for 20 minutes and just sip as you ease into your day. There's no judgment, you're just moving at a pace that feels really good to you. And notice as you move through that morning, the way that you're giving yourself nutrition, the way that you're moving, what time of day do you arrive at your workspace? Right? Maybe even notice if that workspace, a dedicated space in your
2: home, is it in a traditional office? Is it in a co working space? Just notice no judgment. Notice what it's like as you come into that workspace and what you do first, how you prepare for your day, when you see your first client, how you feel as you welcome that person in. What kind of work you're doing with that person? How long your sessions are? Are you doing intensive work that's longer and deeper?
1: Are you doing traditional 50 minute sessions? Are you somewhere in
2: between a good 80 minute session where you could really dive in? Whatever feels good to you. And then notice as you close out that session on time, notice the impact to the client, and then how much room in between sessions, how many clients do you see before you are done for the day, or maybe even just before you take a break and have some food, have some sustenance. and notice when you're done for the day, how many clients you've seen, and notice
1: what that would look like to have energy as you leave your office for the day, energy for you,
2: your loved ones, your significant others, energy for your body, what that look like to have space to, Prepare a meal or have a coffee with a friend or whatever that looks like. Breathe that in, noticing you having a wonderfully balanced day. And when people ask you, how was your day? Notice the energy that you're left with. Breathe that in as you notice yourself moving towards that nighttime routine. Note what time you shut down electronics or television. And what time you go in, start your washing your face and brushing your teeth when you lie in bed and when you go to sleep so that you can wake up energized and rested to do that again the next day. Go ahead and breathe that
1: in and notice how your body feels after giving yourself a few minutes with that vision.
0: I remember the first time I did this and this is when I had my private practice and we had our coaching practice through Me. And at the end of this activity I was not doing therapy and that really scared me so I went back and wrote it back into my journal <laughs> I literally like wrote it in above a line and since I have sold my practice and now solely do coaching I realize how I've stepped into a version of that perfectly imperfect day mm-hmm. and even as we sit here and do this exercise I'm thinking through What's the next iteration? Mm -hmm. It's not about reaching some pinnacle that you've arrived. Mm -hmm. It's about a continuous response to life as it happens. And as you grow and develop Mm -hmm. and having your business reflect those changes.
1: My perfect day definitely looked different when I was married and when I had a young child. Yes. And now that I've done that over the years and gone through divorce and I have a high schooler it continues to to shift. And I get excited about future iterations as well, um, going through that process. And I think this perfect day is such an important aspect of really starting with your life as the driver, as opposed to what we were taught to do, which, you know, I went to school full-time and I worked full-time for years and years. And then I would When I got done going to school full time, then I worked several jobs to, to move it through and to, you know, take care of my, my former spouse and what have you. Like, there was a lot that happened there where I had a norm of working 70 hours a week. And so it's, it's not really that shocking, really, that my body eventually kind of shut down and I started having autoimmune issues and, and my body started telling me I had to make adjustments initially, but I can now see that was for my highest and best. And it was because I was kind of replicating and working out my trauma of my Mm -hmm. life and my childhood Mm -hmm. and everything that I was doing. And so this pausing, right, of really clarifying the vision and doing something different and what you can imagine today, as you go through healing and through this journey, and as you get your confidence up, your your vision is probably going to expand over time. I know mine has.
0: I will say starting a business is is a is a vehicle for change and healing internally as well that you will discover and this perfectly imperfect day acts as a way to anchor yourself in where you are headed and to give you direction to give you to give you an internal compass to check, your decisions against and with. And so this is an activity you can come back to whenever things change in your life or you're feeling confused when you start your private practice about why am I doing this? Do I need to do this? Or there's a lot of ideas. This is a place to come back to and ground in. Yeah.
1: And I think this is the other place too. You know, this is the first activity that we have people do as they're clarifying their vision and the second activity we have them do is this finding a balance as a business owner, or we actually have people go through and, and they go through like a little Excel spreadsheet that auto adds, how much time does it take you to do the things in your mm-hmm. life and how much time does it take you to do the things in your business? And what we found is that over time, we tend to minimize what it really takes to live a life. <laughs> and that you know in a good one at that in <laughs> a good one and i think our our lives have changed it was a beautiful thing when they developed the 40 hour work week to make some some changes compared to it being you work every day or you work 80 or 90 hours right. a week kind of a space but that also was it had a whole different world that we were living in mm-hmm. and having like one person who is completely taking care of the household while the other person was working. And now you have people that often there's two or more people working to support the household. And there's all of these other things that are happening in life. And we've also upped our expectations for what we want from our romantic relationships, what we want with our relationships with, uh, with friends and with children and with pets. Like we have changed. It's not just, Oh, it's okay. As long as there's food on the table that we feel good or, or happy. We're like, Oh, I actually, right. I, I want a little more. I really do want companionship um as opposed to just food and shelter.
0: Yeah. This right? is moving beyond survival and into, you know, a bit more of the thriving and what is a full complete life look like. And if you break down the time Sometimes we have our clients realize, no wonder I'm exhausted. I wasn't thinking about how much time it really takes to connect with the people I want to connect with and do all the things. And so, Mm -hmm. really looking at your hours in a day. And yes, I know that saying, we all have the same amount of time, but that is a very biased approach because one person's time is different than another's because of resources privileges, abilities. And so we are all going to come up with different times that it takes to nurture our life and our business.
1: I love uh, one of our our clients um, did this exercise and came back and said, no wonder I'm exhausted. I need another 35 (laughs) hours a week. She said, I need a whole nother three days. And one of the other people said, no, you don't. You need more than three days because that's if you didn't sleep you know, or whatever, like, or if there's more than two days, like whatever, what it is, like, you actually need to sleep in those other days, and you still have to do the other activities. They're like, oh, my gosh, it was a a mindset shift. So as you're creating this vision, really sit down and make sure there's time for going to the bathroom, (laughs) drinking water. I mean, do you remember, I remember, like, I had scheduled every moment, like I'm drinking water while I'm going to the bathroom. Cause that's <laughs> like my, I got like three minutes, like everyone's got to go at the time that it, it happens. Like there was no time. Mm-hmm. So I think that that piece of really settling down um, in that is really important in your vision because it's not just going to all magically happen and be in flow. Often because we have our
0: stuff, which is our next place, right? Well, and I will say too if you compare this balance to the perfect day, you will notice that there are some things that probably didn't show up in your perfect day, like admin work or (laughs) (laughs) returning phone calls. And so we want to have that flow and also check it with reality. And then from there, you make sure that you are operating from a place of positivity. And that you know your own strengths, yeah, so that you can build a business that works for you. Too often, because people compare or they take advice from others, they're putting on outfits, mm. <laughs> clothing that wasn't made for them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's not, we want you to put on this business and wear it because it's perfectly fitted to you.
1: Yeah. I think there's the other place too that's really hard is that we start to develop this vision, we start to say like, oh, I'd really like it to be like this. And then this imposter syndrome kicks up mm-hmm. of like, well, wait, like I've never had that before. I don't see anyone else that has it right. We're the worst paid master's degree, um, out there as a mm-hmm. whole, as mental health professionals, like, what does that really look like? And even when you talk with a lot of therapists and you say, Hey, what are you really good at? Tell me what's unique about you as a therapist. Most people are kind of like blank. Or they say, well, I'm really empathetic or, I'm really caring. I hold space. I hold space, but there's no like real like oomph to it. And so to really understand who you are as a therapist, what is really great about you right here and right now. And then I think that that just energizes you to even lean farther into that
0: as mm-hmm. well. So one of the activities that we encourage our clients to do is to really seek out affirmation affirmations of their strengths. Oftentimes how you show up again in your business is how you're showing up in life. So we have everyone send out a survey. What are my top three strengths that you see within me? Because when we are starting our practice we can get overwhelmed in the to-do and we lose a sense of who we are. And yet who we are is our biggest asset in starting the practice. It's your biggest asset in clinical outcomes. Mm-hmm. It's your biggest asset in how you build this business into your life. So you can ask colleagues, friends, family, people who whose opinion actually does matter to you. Yes. Not just a random person. Right. Like, What strengths do you see within me? We even have people create a Google form to send out. So that way they have it documented and they can come back to it at any time. And we actually, we use that in a
1: future step um, with with people in in marketing. And so it's it's a really interesting activity. And the amount of therapists who were brought to tears and who said like, oh my gosh, I just didn't even see myself accurately. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is that, what often happens initially is therapists want to change this, um, this activity, they want to say, well, what are my strengths? And what do I need to work on? <laughs> you know, like, if it was like, tell me three things that I need to work on therapists are, are on it. Or if it was to say, hey, I want you to name like, 10 things you need to work on clinically, therapists can rattle them off. No, t- no problem at all. But if I say, hey, what were 10 things that you are really great at? And like, honestly," you're better at those than those people around you. And this isn't about comparison. It's not about putting people down. It's just about like claiming who you actually are. And you just see people shut down and avoid this, but it's really powerful when you do it. Mm -hmm. And it's usually only in community that people get the, um, get kind of the energized, you know, the fact that we're like holding them accountable and saying, Mm -hmm. you gotta do this, that they do it. Um, And then they
0: can say, well, we did it because any me, told us to. It's a vulnerable thing <laughs> yeah. to be seen, but there is an art. Well, there's an importance in that, right? the The art of vulnerability, the practice of it will pay off because that is what this journey is. Starting a private practice mm-hmm. is being vulnerable. It is yeah. being seen. It's being, it's standing out and saying, I'm here to help. And so this is one step for you to get your feet wet In the practice of vulnerability. And
1: and Kelly said it before, um, which (laughs) is that building a business, this will be your biggest self-development project. Um, This is one of the other places we have people from the very beginning start to identify what are your negative beliefs about yourself? What are your negative beliefs about yourself as a business owner, as a therapist? and start working towards what would you really actually like to believe? What do you want to believe is true? And to start to develop that. And it's funny how when therapists go through this, and they'll come back and look at it and go, Oh, wow, I I really, I had some really strong negative beliefs about myself. Mm-hmm. And it's taken a lot of work to move through them. And I think most of us we're trying to do this already in therapy, right? We're trying to do this in journaling. We're doing all this other work. And so we have this very good like cognitive thing of like, cognitively, I know this is true, but like emotionally and in my body, I don't feel like it's true. And it's one thing for your therapist to say, like, okay, hey, you can do this, you can shift, you can charge what you need to charge, or you can uphold a boundary with this person or or whatever that is. But I think when it's tied to our livelihood. Um, that's when the rubber meets the road and you really start to see it like come to the surface and get really uncomfortable. And so I think it's such a, a lovely place to let all that icky stuff come up to the surface mm-hmm. and work through it mm-hmm. um, and be refined and have this experience of like, oh wow, like this is a great thing. like this is a beautiful thing that my business is challenging me this in this way. And when I start to get really good at seeing myself more accurately in my business and setting boundaries in my business, that carries over in these other areas of my life.
0: So you'll notice when you do that exercise for the imperfect, perfect day, there will be thoughts that come up that, oh, I can't have that yet. Or, oh, that's too much, or I'm not good enough, or I need more experience. When you do this activity, write down those things that come up. And when you know some of your strengths, you can pair that to, to approach those blocks, those, those beliefs that have been holding you hostage to approach it with more compassion and more truth about who you are. It is important from day one, as you're establishing your vision, that you also establish a habit of leaning into those beliefs that are getting in the way of you reaching that vision and using those strengths and knowing what people have to say about you and also what you know true to be about yourself can help. Yeah, and
1: I think the last thing we'll leave you with in this step one in terms of creating this vision is do have some strategies in place on how to manage the anxiety that's gonna come up Mm
2: -hmm. because
1: it is there and it will continue to be there through the entire life of yourself as a business owner. And so developing some strategies of what does that really look like? Is that going for a walk? Is it movement? Is it connecting with community? Is it tapping? Like we go through several strategies as we, as people go through our business school to have people try things on for size to see what feels good for them, but know that you're going to need that in your back pocket. The fact that you feel anxiety or fear, or that you shut down, this does not mean you're not able to be a business owner. There's nothing wrong we, with you. You're no. really normal. <laughs> we all do. We all do. Um so just know that that's okay and that is not necessarily a sign that like you're out of alignment. This is the perfect day is about tra- tapping into intuition and into truth. And when we can start to to understand the difference between fear and panic that's not based in truth versus like intuition and like solid and truth. I think that can really help us to go like, oh, I do need to pivot or like, no, I'm right. It's just scary. I don't need to pivot. I'm right where I need to be.
0: So if you are here and you're starting a private practice, one thing I want you to take away as you do this perfect day is that you are deserving of a practice that is uniquely yours and reflective of who you are. And as you show up as who you are in this world, that is so good, not only for you and your legacy, but also for your clients, because clients need to see people like them Mm -hmm. who are successful and doing what they are called to do in this work. And we are so looking forward to your stories about you creating this private practice that you love and really stepping in closer to that perfect day. Even today, think of one thing that looks like uh, that you could shift that would make your day look just a little bit closer to that perfectly imperfect day. Yeah. And then join us next
1: time for a Q and a where we're going to answer your burning questions about vision and we'll be diving deep into the most common questions we get asked and some that were submitted. By uh, some of our community uh, and some of that knew this podcast is coming out. So we're gonna be diving in next week. And then in episode three, we're gonna take you behind the curtain for a coaching session on someone who's feeling stuck
0: in their vision and how they move forward it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of starting a counseling practice.
1: We would love to hear what your takeaways are. You can go and check that out and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you need more help and support, we've got you.
0: Check out our business school for therapists. Go to zinimi.com forward slash pod.
1: We've got special freebies and other information there for you. So go and check it out.
0: You do not have to build a practice alone. You can do this with the community and support. that will help you get there in the best way for you. All right. See you next week. I hope you love today's episode.